Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends. Welcome to Let's Just Face It, the podcast dedicated to helping women like you who have faced the darkness of abusive relationships. I am your host, Raquel Colina, and together we're going to deep dive into the unspoken truths, the hidden pains, and the unwavering strength that resides with survivors like us. In this space, I will shed light on the shadows that abusers cast. I am here to break the silence, shatter the stigma, and support your journey towards healing and empowerment. Join me every week as I will share stories, insights, and strategies to help you reclaim your life, your voice, and your power. Remember, you're not alone, and your healing journey begins right here, right now. Let's get started. In this episode, we're going to continue talking about the different tactics narcissists use to exert power and control over you. The narcissist playbook, if you will. This is a two-part series, so if you just got here, go back to last week's episode so you can get started with part one. The narcissist use these tactics as hidden traps that can slowly eat away at your sense of self and your control. This will leave you feeling powerless and trapped. But my friends, knowledge is power. And today we're going to continue shedding light on seven more tactics to help you recognize them. But before we dive in, I want to give you a little recap of what we talked about last week. You still have to go back so you can learn more about that, but I'm going to tell you what was covered. Number one, we talked about gaslighting and lying and the difference between these two. We also spoke about financial abuse, sexual abuse, stonewalling, which also includes the silent treatment, future faking, triangulation, and last but not least, disrespecting and crossing your boundaries. Like I said, Go back to the previous episode, episode 101, so you can learn more about these powerful tactics that they use to manipulate and control you. Today, we're going to start with number eight. Number eight, reactive abuse. This happens when you respond to them in an aggressive, confrontational manner. It's a reaction that may include yelling, name-calling, or even physical retaliation. They will use your reaction out of context as proof that you may be the abuser and this is how you react. This will happen when you reach your breaking point, when you've been arguing with them and you've been holding off and you can't take it anymore. This is where you're going to explode and you will go completely out of character, which gives them the upper hand and the opportunity to deflect their responsibility and maintain control over the situation. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but when you go on any kind of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and you see a person who is calmly recording somebody else who is being overly aggressive, you got to doubt that video. Because why is the person recording so calm when the other person is being so aggressive? This is what reactive abuse may look like. From the outside, it may look like this is the abusive person, but once you look into the person pointing the finger and you see the person that is really calm, you can tell that this was done on purpose. Number nine, the smear campaign. This is a malicious and often covert effort to tarnish your name, 
reputation, credibility, or character by spreading false and damaging information about you. When you attempt to seek help or escape the abusive relationship, they will in turn try to smear your name in ways to isolate you from your friends, family, or any kind of support networks. By spreading this false information or making you seem like you're unstable, dishonest, or unworthy of help, they can create or doubt the mistrust in the minds of others, making it more difficult for you to find support or escape their abusive tactics. Smear campaigns are a manipulative and harmful tactic used to maintain control and silence you, further perpetuating the cycle of abuse. Number 10. Belittling is a manipulative and harmful behavior in which one person diminishes or undermines your self-worth, confidence, and dignity. This can be achieved through various means such as mocking, ridiculing, saying condescending remarks, or minimizing your achievements and feelings. Belittling aims to make you feel small, powerless, and inadequate, often leaving you so emotionally distressed and demoralized that you have no idea where to turn and make it seem like they're the only one there to support you. Again, this is for manipulation and for control. Examples of this is insulting you, calling you fat, ugly, or stupid, criticizing your parenting skills, your intelligence, ignoring how you feel, disregarding your opinion, or even failing to recognize what you have achieved or your contributions. There are many reasons and many ways that they can belittle you, and a lot of them will hit your heart and it will hit hard because you're not expecting somebody who loves you to use these things against you. You will never believe that somebody that loves you could be so mean to you. But then at the same time, because you're in love, it hurts, but you take no action towards it. Number 11, love bombing. This is the beginning of the relationship where you found your Mr. Right, or so it seems. This is a very intense way for them to seem like they're genuine at the display of affection can include frequent compliments, gifts, constant messaging, and expressions of love and admiration. This aims to create a deep emotional connection quickly, making the target feel cherished and special. However, love bombing is not an authentic expression of love. This is a very calculated strategy designed to gain control and power over you. Once you become emotionally attached, they will gradually decrease the affection and begin to exert control, leading you into a toxic and abusive relationship dynamic. This tactic is used for you to fall in love with them, for you to fall for them. But it is all about finding your vulnerabilities, and if you trust them enough, you will tell them all that you've been through and all that you're looking for in a partner, and this will all be used against you when the time comes. The start of a new relationship can be very exciting. The difference with the love bombing is about control, creating dependency, and idealization to make you feel like you have known this person for ages, and it is used to gain your trust. In this stage, they can't help but compliment you. If you've heard phrases like, I love everything about you. I've never met anybody like you. You're my soulmate. I feel like I've known you forever. Recognizing some of these strategies will help you analyze the situation further. Number 12, the discard. This refers to an abrupt and often unexpected ending to the relationship without prior warning or reason. 
They use this as a means to assert control and power over you, causing you significant emotional distress and confusion. This can manifest in various ways from suddenly cutting it off, ending all communication, to abruptly ending the relationship. This is to keep you off balance, vulnerable, and emotionally dependent on him while you are left with feelings of rejection, abandonment, and self-doubt. The discard will help them feel superior to you and a sense of entitlement within the relationship. While you are left feeling responsible for the abrupt ending, you're often willing to take chances that you would have never taken before to regain their favor and earn their trust again. The narcissistic discard is often the final phase of the relationship. It follows the devalue phase after they break you down so much they can no longer feel their ego. You will be feeling confused, wondering what happened and what you could have done differently. The truth is, there's nothing you could have done differently to change it. They were looking for new supply, and when you can no longer provide this, you're out the door. One thing is clear, he is always looking to manipulate and control, but there will come a time when you will no longer fill their cup and they will need more. That doesn't mean that they will drop you for another at times. It means that they had someone on the side before they discarded you all along. It will look like the end of a failed relationship to the outside eye. The most common signs of a discard will be that he stops trying, that he will go from little to zero attention, or that he will start looking for a new supply. Something that can push him to discard you sooner is if he realizes you are no longer available to control or manipulate, or if he knows his mask has fallen and you no longer believe him or fall for any of his tricks. Even though it will be heartbreaking, you can rise above this. He did the work for you, and it is time to move on. Number 13. The hoovering comes after the discard. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the discard because you could have left the relationship and they could be hoovering you back after you left. But it's after an abusive relationship. It's after leaving the relationship. The name comes from the vacuum cleaner brand Hoover, and it symbolizes the way that they attempt to suck you back in into the cycle of abuse. Hoovering typically occurs after you've been estranged for a while, separated, or the breakup. During this time, they will use some tactics designed to reestablish and reconnect control to regain their power. These tactics can include like, hey, you left a shirt at my house, or I left something at your house. I need to talk to you about something important. It could also include sincere apologies, supposedly, promises of change, expressions of love, or even remorse. It could also include threats or intimidation. But their goal in the hoovering is to manipulate you into returning. Hoovering is also known as the emotional blackmail. It's emotional abuse. It happens when the narcissist thinks that he is losing control of you. It's an attempt to reactivate the connection and engage in another cycle of abuse. If he suddenly starts treating you nice, don't let your guard down. This is not the time to believe them. What you can do is make sure you are very clear about your boundaries and do not let him cross or break them. Also, do not give into reliving good memories or repeating past mistakes. Keep up all the healthy activities that you're enjoying at this moment and under no circumstances fall for his promises of a better life. You already know what he's capable of and he will disappoint you once again. 
Another point that I want to make in the hoovering process. If you are a Christian, if you follow God, if you go to church, one of the things that I've seen them do a lot is that they use this against you. If they have been to church with you, if they have been part of leading your Christian life, they will usually use this against you in the hoovering process. They could say that they've been back to church, that they've been reading their Bible, and that they've been getting closer to God. And because you love them, and this is something that you would want for them, usually they use this as their way in. I know that God can change anybody, but beware of tactics when they're using Christianity as an excuse to get you back into the cycle of abuse. I've heard many of them say, God is using me to get to you. God has told me that he wants this to happen between us. God has led me to reach out because I believe that there's something wrong with you. If you have shared any little bit of your Christian life with them, and they know that you're trying to get closer to God, deeper into your faith, or whatever exercise you might be doing right now with your spirituality, they will reach out in this manner because they know that you've been looking for somebody that aligns with you in that scenario. Don't let that take you by surprise. Like I said, I do believe that God can change anybody, but this is not the time to believe them just because they use the word church, Jesus, God, Christianity, or any other word that has to do with your faith. Don't believe them so fast. If there is change within them, you will be given the opportunity to witness the change. If they're just using it to come back in, you're in for another cycle of abuse. And the reality of it is that you don't know if this one could be worse than the first. So beware. And here is bonus number 14, the trauma bond. Have you ever wondered why it becomes so hard to leave him? You thought that it was the fact that you loved him, or maybe even the fact that you thought you could not live without him. Well, a trauma bond is like a strong, invisible connection between a person who experiences the abuse and the abuser itself. It's created when you start to depend on them, often because you're afraid or feel trapped in the situation. The bond forms because sometimes they're kind and loving between the abusive moments, creating confusion of mixed emotions. This emotional roller coaster can make you feel like you can't live without them, even though you know the relationship is unhealthy. A trauma bond can have a really tough impact on you, leaving the abusive relationship because you're scared or you're feeling guilty about leaving them. It can make it hard on you to seek help or even realize that the situation you're in is actually harmful. A trauma bond is an addiction to the abuse cycle. You get addicted to the feel good when they're in the high moments, when they're in the loving and kindness phase, and then you're craving it when you're in the abusive stages. But because you see love and affection at times, even if it's little glimpses of it, you believe that you're okay, that nothing is as bad as you thought it seems, or not as bad as you feel when you're in the bad moments. You're looking and craving for these emotional validation moments of love and kindness that you keep seeking and finding. But every time it's less and less and less. So these are just the tip of the iceberg. There's plenty more where these came from. And there's a lot of other tactics that I am not talking about in this episode. But if you want to hear more, just leave me a review. It is crucial that you know about these tactics because they can leave you feeling isolated, vulnerable, and hopeless. But here's the thing. Knowledge is power. Recognizing these manipulation tactics is the first step to breaking free. 
You are not alone in this journey and there's help and support out there for you. Which brings me to an important announcement. If you or someone you know is on a healing journey from narcissistic abuse, I want you to learn more about the Rising Strong Society. If you're tired of feeling trapped even after leaving the abusive relationship and you're longing for guidance and support in your healing journey, that's why I created the Rising Strong Society membership program. It's designed to help women recover and rebuild their lives after abusive relationships. The program offers mentorship and guidance to help you not only heal, but also learn from your experience and make sure this doesn't happen again. I understand that everybody's journey is unique, and that is how you as a founding member can help create a different experience from masterclass videos, mindset videos, book clubs, community, and much more. The community provides a safe space where you can connect with other women who are going through similar experiences. The sense of belonging can be incredibly healing and reassuring. This is not just another program. This is a continuing membership that you get to be there month after month after month. And because I realize the situation that you may be in, it's only $19 a month. And now, through September 7th, you can unlock a special bonus offer of a one 30-minute one-on-one coaching session. But hurry, because spots are limited. To learn more, just go to raquelcolina.com forward slash membership. I will be putting the link in the show notes so you can easily access it. Keep pushing forward because we will rise together, my friend. Well, that's all for today. And thank you for joining. Let's just face it. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. And you have the strength to face these small fears and break free from manipulation and thrive. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week. It has week. been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.